Welcome to the KPMG Financial Reporting Podcast Series, delivering fresh insights and perspectives around major accounting and financial reporting developments across a range of timely topics. We thank you for joining today. Hello, I'm John Barbagallo, a Managing Director at KPMG. And in today's episode, I have the pleasure of discussing the FASB's new proposed accounting standards update on disaggregation of income statement expenses, or commonly referred to as DICE, with two of my colleagues from KPMG's Department of Professional Practice, Valerie Bossu and Tim Phelps. Valerie and Tim are both partners in our national office and work closely with our engagement teams and clients on financial statement presentation issues. Val and Tim, welcome to today's podcast. But before we dive into the details of the proposed ASU, I would just like to start today's podcast with some background on the DICE project, just to help level set. So Tim, give us a little history on why this project was added to the FASB's technical agenda and how this project has evolved over the last several years. Thanks, John. Way back in September 2017, the FASB added a financial performance reporting project to its technical agenda on the same day as the segment reporting project. However, the first mention of the project was actually back in 2004 when the FASB Board and the International Accounting Standards Board, or the IASB, decided to work jointly on a project on financial statement presentation with the goal of establishing converged guidance. So perhaps we're now ready for this project nearly 20 years later. As I just mentioned, in September of 2017, the FASB Board decided to add to its technical agenda a project to disaggregate performance information by focusing on disaggregating certain expenses presented by function into their natural components. However, in 2019, the project was paused by the FASB board so as to monitor the IASB's project, as well as the FASB's project on segment reporting. The FASB had actually considered, but ultimately rejected, the idea of combining the DICE project with the segments project. The FASB staff performed outreach with public companies as preparers to better understand these types of expenses that relate to cost of revenue, marketing, selling general and administrative or SG&A expenses, and how each expense type rolled up into the consolidated line items in the financial statements. In 2021, the FASB board issued an invitation to comment and heard directly from investors and other financial statement issuers that greater disaggregation of financial reporting information should be a top priority and specifically requested increased granularity. And subsequently in February 22, the FASB board revised the DICE project objective and its scope by focusing on disaggregation of the following expense captions, selling general and administrative expenses, cost of services and other cost of revenues and cost of goods sold. A reconciliation of any disaggregated information to the relevant expense caption presented in the income statement would also be required. Yeah, thanks, Tim, for that background. Very helpful. So let's get into some of the details of this FASB proposal. Valerie, turning to you, which expenses would be subject to disaggregation, and how is the FASB proposing to disaggregate these income statement expenses? Sure. So the proposed ASU introduces a new subtopic to 2040 that would require public companies to disaggregate certain income statement captions in a tabular format. So we're not touching the format of the income statement per se, but we're just adding quantitative and qualitative disclosures to the notes of the financial statements. 
So let's take a step back, right? Because we have to disaggregate relevant expense captions into natural expense categories. So what are those? Relevant expense captions are captions on the face of the income statement that contain certain natural expense categories that the proposed ASU gives us. So employee compensation, depreciation, intangible asset amortization, depreciation, depletion amortization, and inventory and manufacturing expense. So any caption on the face of the income statement that contains one of those is required to be further disaggregated. That then means that we think that some of the relevant expense captions may be cost of sales, research and development, selling general and administrative expenses. The list goes on and may be different companies by companies, industries by industries. So then I gave you a hint of how we're going to disaggregate because once we've identified a relevant expense captions, then we are going to provide those as natural expense categories, which are the ones that I've just mentioned, employee compensation, depreciation, intangible asset amortization, depreciation, depletion and amortization, and inventory and manufacturing expense. Yeah, thanks, Val. So it sounds like if you had to sum all that up, you're disaggregating relevant expense captions into specific natural expense categories. So thanks, it makes sense. But you know what? After I read the proposed ASU, I noticed that there was further disaggregation required for that last item you mentioned, inventory and manufacturing expense. So tell us about that. Absolutely. So inventory and manufacturing expense would be a natural expense category, right? But unlike the other natural expense categories, it would have to be further disaggregated into its cost components. And the proposed ASU defines those cost components as compensation, depreciation, purchase of inventory, intangible asset amortization, and DDNA. Manufacturing expenses generally would include costs incurred in manufacturing process, but not capitalized to inventory. So those can be, for instance, fixed manufacturing costs unallocated due to abnormally low production. The proposed ASU would also require a reconciliation of inventory and manufacturing expenses back to the financial statements. Interesting, Val. Lots to absorb there. So I would recommend that our listeners read our defining issues on this aggregation project to see an example of what this disclosure would actually look like. So, Tim, turning back to you, I want to dive a little deeper with regards to certain natural expense categories, namely depreciation and amortization, as well as employee compensation, because those are really two of the big ticket items. Tell us what would be included in those natural expense categories. Thanks, John. Yes, let's take a deeper dive into those. So the natural expense category of depreciation and amortization includes the following. Depreciation amounts for long-lived assets that are in the scope of Topic 360, amortization of intangible assets in the scope of Topic 350, amortization of right-of-use assets for finance leases, and amortization of leasehold improvements that arise from Topic 842, while amortization of other capitalized assets, such as customer contract acquisition costs, however, would be excluded. And John, furthermore, employee compensation would include amounts that are recognized in the income statement as compensation costs in the scope of either topics 710, 712, 715, 
and 718, such as wages, bonuses, Social Security contributions, benefits, and stock compensation. Thanks, Tim. Very helpful. You know, earlier I heard Valerie talk about the requirements of this new proposal, but we didn't really hear about qualitative disclosures. So, Tim, tell us about qualitative disclosures that are required here with this proposal. Yeah, certainly, John. The qualitative disclosure requirements that Valerie mentioned previously relate to the following, and we require a preparer to describe the nature of amounts of natural expense categories not separately disaggregated into relevant expense captions, also to describe the nature of amounts of costs not separately disaggregated in inventory and manufacturing expense and other adjustments and reconciling items, and lastly, to disclose the total amount of selling expenses and include a company's definition of selling and manufacturing expenses. Thanks, Tim. Valerie, take us home with an overview of the proposed effective date and transition. So as usual, the FASB will determine the effective date and whether to allow early adoption after considering stakeholder feedback. So we're not exactly sure how it's going to go. But for now, the proposed amendments would be applied prospectively without the requirement to present comparative information. So this is quite interesting as a proposal, but the expectation here is that this would allow a less costly transition for entities and perhaps speed up their implementation and allow for the board to propose an earlier effective date. Of course, the proposed amendments will only become US GAAP if and when the FASB issues final ASU. So we have to stay tuned. Valerie and Tim, thank you so much for spending time chatting with us today. I think that was a great overview of the DICE project, and I would encourage interested stakeholders to submit comment letters to the FASB on this project by the October 30th deadline. Thanks again, and I look forward to speaking with you on future podcasts. Thank you for listening to this KPMG Financial Reporting Podcast. For more in-depth financial reporting developments, analysis, and podcast episodes, please visit frv.kpmg.us and be sure to subscribe today. Also, we are social. You can also follow us on LinkedIn at KPMG Financial Reporting View or with hashtag KPMG FRV.